Hello. Sam. Hi. <laughs> How are you, man? I I'm I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm rocking and rolling and you know, conquering the earth one day at a time. I I feel like that's the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can't achieve such things all in one go can you i mean I, it doesn't stop me from trying no that is something <laughs> i've always admired about you sam no task <laughs> <laughs> that that might be i feel called out now <laughs> no you're all right so thank you for joining me on my podcast um you are the only person that works for that organisation, which we won't name because you still work there. I used to work there. Yes, um, and but you're the only. We don't con- want any. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want. We don't any... want any fires started. <laughs> no, 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 we don't. Um, I mean, I'm sure nobody uh, in the sort of senior management team would come across this unless you happen to say, "Hey, everybody, here's the thing that me and Andy <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll just send out a random email to everyone. Surprise! Oh, that, that's a point. Um, that, oh, no, wait. That, that just um, prompted me to ask you a question. But before we go further, um, so obviously people have gathered that you work for that organisation that I used to work for, so people close to Indeed. us will know what that organisation is. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so how about you just explain how we know each other, um, first impressions. Be brutal. Go on. I'm I'm not precious. Be, be brutal. So my first impression of Andrea was um, she's a horrible person. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> straight away. <laughs> immediate. No. Um, so uh, yeah, we obviously we worked together. I uh, joined the company. Um, I feel like that's an ominous name for it. The company. Um, the company. Yes uh july last year um and yeah like just you sort of looked after me when i first joined a little bit oh I, I was going through some some little bits of my own and uh yeah you sort of just um wrapped me in a little bit of cotton wool on arrival <laughs> do you know i the way you handled some of those situations that were were quite personal so i won't sort of you know rip open those wounds or anything but um <laughs> you've, you've come so far from that time that i'd actually forgotten oh. you went through that because you're just a completely oh, different guy to when you first I, started i mean it's it's rather fantastic actually because um and i i feel like you're, you're not the only person to have said that to me um mm, good coming out of that and even in the months after that situation ended, um, it was really funny because I, I, I even went into counselling for it at the time. And I'm quite open about my mental health and all of that. Um, I'm glad. And I, I, I was, uh, I was quite low when the counselling started. And after two sessions in the third one, the situation ended. <laughs> between the second and third and in the third one i was like yeah i'm all fine now i'm i'm fine i'm healed <laughs> literally i literally uh, it, it was on a phone call but i just said um 
I, like, I did the full session because you know you sort of want to give it your best shot. But I just said to yeah, the counselor, I was just like, I was just like, honestly, I feel amazing. So I don't think you'll need. Like, I'll need to come back for the remainder. Um, which uh, I always find quite funny looking back at it. But... Yeah, it was it was remarkable the um, the difference in you. And I know that uh, another colleague of ours, female colleague, said mm -hmm. similar to me at the time, didn't she? She said, yeah. "Right, yeah, she you did. just you just need out of this." And and sometimes it's really difficult to hear when you've got people mm -hmm. that really care about you they're looking out for you although they've not met the other person as was the case for me yeah. and that just just the way you spoke about it the way you presented yourself it it was clear that mm -hmm. that was something you needed to get out of and i'd only known you for five minutes but it was still <laughs> evident <laughs> how unhappy. yeah i mean I, th I think it was i think it was my first day maybe i came into your office and was like does the company offer anything because I'm it's like great start, walk in, mental wreck, incredible. No, you weren't. I know. Never. Because you, because you were new to the area as well, weren't you? Um, relatively, oh, I, I've been in. I'd been in Kent for about six months. Um, that was it. After, I mean, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. I've been on a few fair journeys since, since even before COVID. So, uh, yeah, settling in yeah. Kent was an interesting choice, but here we are. Yeah, good old Kent. I hope yeah, it's uh, Kent. still treating you well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's treating me a lot better than it was, put it that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, currently, I uh, have a sea view, which is um, slightly better than I was expecting. <laughs> this is the flat in Hearn Bay, isn't it? Indeed, it is. Yes, the one that which didn't I lend you? No, I gave you some furniture, didn't I? A couple of silly tables. Uh, yes, you, you, you gave me some tables. Uh, I I do. I cherish them. Do you? <laughs> I I use them as a shrine to you. Oh um, wow! What else? Is <laughs> uh, no, but I, I I I my phone is currently resting on the smaller one, so they oh, do wow. absolutely get used. Um, I thought as soon as I gave them to you, you'd kind of wait for me to leave and go, oh, these are shit, and just <laughs> No, not at all. Not at all. I, I really appreciated them. Um, I've, I actually used the slightly larger one as a um, as whenever I'm feeling particularly lazy when I'm working from home, I sort of get comfy on a beanbag and slide it over my legs so that I can just type in front of my face like that. On my laptop. Wow, that's living the dream. Uh, I, I it, um, put huge efforts into my laziness. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, no, I, I absolutely use them. I'm I'm really pleased about that because um, yeah, I really didn't think they'd still be going after all this time. So you of mentioned course. um, working from home. Now, when I was yes. working at the company the company that shall not be named <laughs> where you still work the the attitude towards working from home was maybe not that progressive um no i'm sensing that that might have changed somewhat it it has it has quite significantly so i now uh near enough permanently i, I mean i wouldn't say it's permanent because things can change in a heartbeat 
but um, no, I, I now permanently work from home uh, every Wednesday and Thursday. Um, so I've got a nice lie-in tomorrow. <laughs> um, and I know that a lot of people are now starting to um, work from home at least one day a week. Um, even Excellent. some people who are like part-timers and uh, stuff like that, which is, I, I think is really positive. Um, and it's sort of a little bit more trust in the employees to actually just do what they like. They're not there for a pay, like payout. They're there for, to work and earn it. Um, I'm really pleased to hear that because, like, like I say, the attitude wasn't fantastic, and if the, if that trust no. is building, then mm -hmm. incredible. Um, how is the? I and I have to ask about this. How John. is my successor getting on? Uh, well, and and did you say John? Hmm? Did you just say John? I I didn't. Oh, I'm <laughs> here. Um, yeah. How is my predecessor getting on? Uh, sorry, predecessor. Success. Predecessor. Well, I, I don't know about your I don't predecessor. Know about the predecessor. I'm Good sure thing. they're great. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, the, the successors. Um, yeah, doing uh, very well. I mean, I, I can't say I speak to him as much as I did you. Um, oh. So I, I don't uh, find that as much. In fact, if anything, I um, find myself speaking to your uh, former little assistant more um mm. i checked but... in with her the other day and she's she mm -hmm. said she's she's doing good and i was very pleased to hear that because the the biggest qualm i had about leaving was leaving her behind because i yeah. recruited her and i felt very mm -hmm. very responsible for her but probably too responsible for her more than i needed to i really enjoyed having that kind of mentor position yeah mm-hmm um and it sort of you know now i've realized as is normal um that she is <laughs> fine without me you know she didn't yeah. need me at all um mm -hmm. and you know so long as she is being taken care of and i'm sure because oh, no, everybody her, as, as far as i was aware so so long yeah. as she's being supported um yeah you guys always got along great so i'm glad that's continuing as well Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and actually, actually, I went out with her and a few others um, for a birthday thing on Friday. Um, and oh yeah, we all had a great time. Um, so th that was uh, that was really nice. It was the first time I'd sort of really hung out with her outside of work as well. So um, mm. it was nice to sort of because it's it, <laughs> uh, for those who don't know the HR office at the company is a box room without Ooh. any windows. Um, yep. So, <laughs> I, um, I think... <laughs> I had a similar experience at one point. Um, and I, <gasps> in a room I believe was smaller. Um, it was, it, yeah, it was literally a broom closet. Now it's a quote-unquote small meeting room. Um, so that works yeah. but uh, yeah no it was it, i think it was nice um like to actually get out and spend time with people in the company um for her but uh we've got the uh, christmas party in a few weeks 
which oh where's um, that been? I, I, uh, so it's it's at the same place as last year. Oh right, um, brilliant. Indeed, um, fewer people going this time, but I've already made promises to far too many people that as I'm going to be sober, I'll make sure they don't do anything too bad. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I uh, I did feel a pang of regret about not going last year. Um, yeah, but I, I think in your position it's very understandable. And having been there, I feel like you made the right choice. <laughs> the... Okay, well, that's that's quite reassuring yeah. because, you know, yeah. like FOMO is real, isn't it? Indeed. Oh, oh always, always. And is is the um is the current HR manager going to attend? Do you know? I don't think so. In fact, from what I know, near enough, every senior manager isn't going. Um, <laughs> which wow. uh, is a shame. But um, I suppose this year it's probably even better that the HR manager isn't going because the alcohol <laughs> is free. <gasps> Last year, that's <laughs> not the case. I remember yeah. the controversy around uh, the wristband um, mm-hmm. approach. The, the, it, we call it. We still refer to it as wristband gate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, so did, that did, is going to be incredible. <laughs> who who pushed that one? Then was it the finance manager said, "Right, come on, we've got to do it for free." Or I, I, I'm not actually sure. All I know is it was announced. Um, and yeah, that that's happening. Um, and I am here for it. Uh, yeah, there was, there was a sort of murmured roar of approval. <laughs> oh, wow. Sort of a growl of approval, you could say. Yeah. So many characters I did. There are lots of people that I miss talking to, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, without to say anything too negative about the company, um, my transition into another company was the mm-hmm. right move for me. Um, uh, yeah. As- you know, aside from personal relationships, difficulties, and things I could talk about, but I don't want to, actually, yeah. from a sort of um in my development in hr it's much better mm-hmm. because i being in a standalone role like that with a lot of responsibility also for another person oh it's so difficult it's so difficult yeah and now i'm in a team where i can bounce ideas off people and learn so much more from other hr people mm-hmm. which is a complete setup that's a little bit better suited to my personality so i know mm-hmm. the, the way i left i think maybe made people go a bit well, what's happened there? There's obviously been drama, um, but there, I, I, I needed a timeout almost. Yeah, was yeah, was what and, and happened. From uh, a, well, other people that have left that I'm still in contact with, I've heard oh, yeah. similar similar things. Um, mm. In that it it wasn't so much one thing happened; it was just get out as soon as possible and take some time just to reset and go again um yeah that sort of uh process i suppose 
Yeah, and I, I felt especially weird about doing it because as mm -hmm. obviously the HR person, I would always advise people to, you know, be fair and transparent, adhere to your end of the bargain, i.e. if your contractual notice is X, then you give mm -hmm. X. And obviously yeah. I fell foul of that by, um, was it 10 days or two weeks? It was, it was a little it was bit, something like that, I just, yeah. I, I kind of... Um, no, I, I will point out at this point, and this is the only bit I will call you out on. You mm. left before I got to say goodbye. You mm. were meant to be leaving on the Friday, and I was working from home. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, you're gone. <laughs> Do you know what? I I don't like that element about it, because I didn't want to almost take it out on the staff. No, no, of course like, not. Yeah, of fuck course you not. all, I'm off. I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of... I'd, I'd got myself into quite a negative place mentally. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I had to... And I, and I was just... I know, I you, you had to do what's best for you. You, you have to do yeah. what's best for you in that situation. Um, and so what... a lot of people kindly... Because in my sort of final email, I said, here's... I think I said, here's my email address, here's my phone number. And a lot of people reached out to me and I was quite poor at responding to people because for a little while I couldn't separate the people from the company. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I, I completely relate head. with that. So I kind of, yeah, so I didn't I didn't want to talk to anybody because I wasn't almost strong enough to talk about the company in detached terms because it was too mm -hmm. and too raw. Which might sound weird, but I I think um No, I, I think it's natural to some well. I, th I think it's natural to some extent. I definitely relate to that. Like when I've had um, more negative spells at the company, even within the company, like I've never uh, mm. taken it out on anyone or, or um, sort of outwardly shown it. But whenever there's sort of I've had the attitude or the uh, feeling of I don't agree with what the company's doing, whenever mm. there's somebody who's then going no the company's right the company's right the company's right i always even though i may absolutely adore them as a person i've i've had times where it's been like i am really grudging like begrudging you right now even though mm. there's no like you aren't this entity it's like you're two mutually exclusive things that have your right to your opinion and that's fine um but i think it's yeah. natural to make those connections yeah, exactly. And it you know, it's very um it's very natural to be like, Oh, so what's going on? I mean, we've just spent the past like twenty minutes talking about <laughs> what's going on. Yeah, but... because I can't not know how mm -hmm. how it is, you know. Um oh, that's what I was gonna ask you when I thought of it before I said, Ah, oh, tell tell the listeners how we know each other. But um sure. is the HR bulletin still a thing? Uh, it is not. I mean, we. Although saying that, we did have a. <laughs> we we did have a, a sort of update. Um, this, uh, like today about like how the World Cup's coming up and things like that, like little Christmas updates and. Um, Don't skype off for the World but, Cup sort of messages. Yeah, it's it was more. We will be like we will be finding a way to have the games on in the company like you will be able to enjoy it as long as it doesn't affect customer service the sort of 
standard professional jargon. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's a lot more like there's not so much um, communication to keep in contact. It's more an HR communication for um, it's it's less friendly. It's more we are communicating this to you rather than mm. we're communicating with you and we're interacting with you and and that thing that that's uh, the main difference between when there is communication. Um, mm. Generally, yeah. I mean, I I have mixed feelings about that because I wanted it to continue because I think although it was cheesy, people kind of liked the silliness of it. Um, oh yeah. But I thought. I didn't want it to continue in case someone did it better. <laughs> like, oh, no, I mean, they were shit. But <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I remember always quite liking them because there would be the silly little quips and stuff like that. But it almost put a human face to the company rather than it being robotic HR output number one, that sort of thing. Um, and I think oh, that but... that definitely was appreciated. You were the first five minutes with interview. As well, <laughs> I you? was, I was. Cracking interview I was, that was. It was fantastic. I got a lot of responses from that. Mm -hmm. um, mainly around my certain uh, appearance on an IMAX um, <laughs> in the West End. Um, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, have you had that was stuff of that ilk. Um, not since you left, because the director that I worked, I worked with the director on the first one, and he absolutely loved me. Um, yes. which was which is always fantastic. Um, and I got really positive responses both from the crew cast and eventual audience of um that film yeah uh then i was on another one which was uh where i happily got hit around the face um and shared <laughs> that picture with you um, i love that picture yeah that was yeah good. I, I yeah that, that was uh it got my good side uh the one that's been <laughs> hit by a large artificial blog um, and uh yeah so after that one the the same director had worked as the filmographer on the second one and he was really keen to have me on some more projects like in august september time but um unfortunately the funding that he was going to try and get from the british film institute because they, they do like little awards for um, sort of smaller scripts and smaller film companies and productions. Um, unfortunately, he didn't get that and he's had to move um, rather far away. So it's not really a possibility anytime soon down that road, um, yeah. which is a shame. Yeah. But I suppose so many aspects of life production entertainment and everything are up in the air at the moment which leads me on to uh hopefully this won't be too bleak a conversation but <laughs> cost of living what are your oh yes 
pro tips for surviving. Pro tips. Okay, so my current one is when recording podcasts, don't turn yeah. on the heating, get into bed. <laughs> <gasps> you're you're talking to me from bed. Indeed, I am snuggled. I know, right? It's heatheness. How I, dare I? I am shooketh. <laughs> um, the other one is uh, actually your body heat is the best radiator because radi- like the actual radiators on the wall are useless, mm-hmm. especially electric ones. If you have electric ones, don't turn them on. They're a waste of money. You will heat one square meter of air that is around the radiator. Yeah. But generally, rooms are bigger than that, so it's a bit pointless. Um, so what you're saying is fill your rooms with people. <laughs> yes! Just huddle like penguins. <laughs> oh, that's quite a nice idea, actually. It is. It's rather wholesome. In some ways. <laughs> I do have a couple it's... of cats. They provide some heat, which is nice. Um, I'm absolutely determined not to put heating on until at least December. Oh, it, I mean, if I turn even one of my radiators on, it doubles my energy usage. Oh, God. Which is is ridiculous. Now, I will say, for context, I am extremely stingy with electricity, and I feel like I came into a cost-of-living crisis, if you can, at the right time, because <laughs> this was just before everything went wild. Um, in fact, I think it may have been my tenancy here started, I believe, three days after Russia invaded Ukraine. Wow. So so the cost of living obviously went up dra- like drastically because of that uh, the events that followed that. Now, yeah. because this is the first place I've ever had on my own and had to pay bills on my own Mm. i was already coming into it going i can't afford to spend too much on electricity yeah so everything has um and uh, uh, like since i arrived here because it's on a it started on a um prepayment meter and now it's on a pay-as-you-go uh with a smart meter but i was I'd never, one, I'd never been on a prepayment meter in my life. Like, even living with my parents, it was always on, um, they'd always done it through a de- uh, direct debit, all of that. Yeah. So I was really, and I'd heard it was more expensive, so I was nervous about that already. Mm. Um, so I just, I'm a very statistical person, so I just tracked oh, how you? much I was I using. <laughs> I I hinted at sarcasm there, um, <laughs> but I I literally and I've done it every well for every minute since six o'clock on the fifteenth of February this year. I've tracked mm. how much um, electricity I've used. Wow, I mean I don't know. And, why I mean that's a lot more commitment. <laughs> that's a lot more commitment than the average person's going to put in, but it is really interesting. Yeah just it? um it is well it i mean it is <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you why um 
this is going to be like that time you showed me what you and your manager do with all the data and i was like <laughs> I, just, I can't should we go get yeah. tea? don't understand <laughs> it but, was like trying to explain how to use an iphone to a sheep really <laughs> now that's better me um that's <laughs> oh my God, awful that's joke like, you're too young <laughs> for these dad jokes <laughs> um so no but the, the really interesting thing is and i think it's it's more interesting in the point of you always see what you're using, but you never realize the stuff that, like the, the the money you save when you don't use something. And mm. there have been times yeah. where, for example, like even little things, like I, I have a big tower PC from when I was living with parents and had disposable income. Um, mm. And- The Halloween days. Indeed. Um, mm. And, I had that plugged into the socket. Now, I didn't think it was using anything at all. I, I, I thought it was completely off. I didn't think I had any smart settings or anything like that on, so it shouldn't have really been in standby. I, t I thought maybe it's causing like my electricity bill to go up a little bit. I unplugged it. It um, reduced my energy bill by about 30% just unplugging this PC, wow. which is when you compare it to like, I was aiming after the um, price cap increases in October, I was aiming for about hopefully 80 pounds a month, which is low for most people, but I'm in a two room flat. Um, yeah. And it reduced my predicted bill by about 24 pounds a month which is wild but i think yeah, that also says that something really? to, to the to the energy consumption of that particular um pc tower but uh yeah, yeah it's just the little things like that that you don't even notice yeah. and that's what i've sort of spotted when i've been doing this um and it's why i'll continue yeah. to do it because it, it's just crazy how expensive things are right now yeah i am a bit of a sod for that because i'll um i was kind of moaning partly to my boyfriend the other day about how much i'd spent on grocery shopping so far this mm -hmm. month um thinking but i never buy anything extravagant la, la, la. and then next time i go shopping what have i brought back unnecessary chocolate oh some miniature heroes oh i'll just get this oh i'll just get that and it, I'm just terrible for it. I really need yeah. to tighten my belt. Not just say every month I need to tighten my belt. I need to actually show some <laughs> self-control. But I just, I really resent the the idea of being one of those people that has to penny pinch with their food shop. But actually, mm. everybody's in this together, and we do yeah. really have to do it, don't we? And also, oh, I am only paying my energy provider one pound a month currently wow i mean that sounds like a massive amount yeah. of credit <laughs> it's already it's already catching up with me because mm. I, I did have 580 pound credit and then they did a big recalibration after six months and now i'm i think it's 300 pound in debit um but i'm just gonna mm. sort of ride it out a little bit longer yeah i, I think that is a, a, a i mean for me 
like being on a pay as you go it's sort of like i always see what i have which i think is better in some ways um but like with for example my water which is on a direct debit now that's not going to go up as much as electricity will anytime soon um but even with that i'm currently paying one pound a month as well for that <laughs> um we've beat because the system we have um but yeah like that i know in six months time when i get my next one that's going to go up again um mm. and oh well having it a, uh, not not knowing latest. where i am with it is uh, i prefer having the control but maybe i'm a bit of a control freak potentially mm. and well you know you, you like a spreadsheet you like data you like to track all this stuff <laughs> and and why not each to their own once upon a time i may have mocked people of your kind <laughs> are you saying you're not mocking me now Andrew? <laughs> absolutely not as if i would do that i never <laughs> i have grown as a human maturity <laughs> That's definitely uh, it. So, um, what about other aspects of life then, outside of the company that shall not be named? How is everything else in your world? It's it's a roller coaster. It's wow. one uh, now, as you said at the beginning, um, I, I tend to aim to take over the world in forty seconds. Um, mm. So I'm, I'm always I, I have a running joke with my current manager that I change the way I live my life 17 times a day um, because I'm always coming up with new uh, schemes and routines and ways to achieve everything I want to, which is usually yes. probably more than somebody far with far greater abilities than I uh, would ever <laughs> achieve. But I'm still going to try and do it because I'm stubborn. Um, enthusiastic. But... It might be yes. word for yourself. <laughs> enthusiastic yes absolutely um hmm. but no the, the the focus now is on my languages i've managed to gain some sort of focus i've um been studying italian for going on three and a half years now um and i oh yeah we're friends on duolingo aren't we we are indeed i i <laughs> congratulate you when you complete 10 lessons in a row or something um well, thank you that's very kind of you it keeps me going <laughs> well that's the aim um <laughs> but yeah so it, it's really coming to a point where i'm like okay i actually need to use my italian for something and also improve it in a more um practical sense rather than uh a studious sense because at the moment i've I can tell you Italian grammar inside and out and how it works. Um, and I could probably write a small novella in Italian. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but uh, in terms of speaking it and listening and hearing it and understanding it, that is an entirely different beast. Um, they are the hardest bits, aren't they? Duolingo, for example, will only take you so far, won't it? You kind of need yeah. that conversational daily uh stuff with somebody don't you yes absolutely um and it's it's hard especially being in um rural england that there's 
not masses around in terms of events. Like I know in London, there are there are often, um, like I mean, there's uh, Little Italy, pretty much, um, which was in Clerkenwell. It's now sort of slowly drifted up to um, Camden and beyond, which is a little process known as gentrification. Um, oh, I've heard of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I actually, I, I went to Camden last month with one of my friends and um, I used my Italian both in Camden um, to buy some jewellery, don't you know? Um, wow. You said you had no disposable income earlier. I think there's evidence. <laughs> this Don't is from the savings I, from my extreme uh, budgeting. Um, <laughs> I remember that phrase. Uh, you, you'd be at work eating your one pot of instant noodles that wasn't pot noodle. It was always some other brand, no, wasn't it? And it and was like, yeah, this is my food for the day. I might eat tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> How, how do you eat so little? I cannot understand. I, I, what I do is I get home and I go into hibernation, so then I don't burn as many calories. <laughs> um, Self-regulating all the all the calories out of you. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so I, I used my Italian to buy this singular ring, um, and then. I, I later that day I went to a Spurs match at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium um with my dad and in the bag reclaim um like cuz they now don't allow you to have a bag that's bigger than your like little finger um in the stadiums so in the bag okay. reclaim the person behind me was Italian so I ended oh. up having a conversation with him as well which was fantastic how did they? How did that start? Hey, you're Italian. I speak Italian. Let's talk Italian because we can. Well, uh, it's it's a really weird thing that I wouldn't be able to do with another English person <laughs> because <laughs> of that? sheer social anxiety, which is just going, just asking a question that's about the person. Um, yeah. Because yeah, it was it was literally I heard him speaking Italian. Um. And I can't even remember what I asked him now. But I just, uh, I just, I think I just asked him like who he supports in Italy. Uh, to which he said Juventus no, because I... they win everything. Um, so but... Juventus are like the Manchester United equivalent, or used well what Manchester United used to be when yeah, I was a kid. Yeah. Everybody supported Man United because they were just the biggest team ever. Yeah, even though we were um, living in Kent and no one had any connection to Man United, they were just um, the big team. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, I support Tottenham, which just means I enjoy pain. Um, yeah, I was say, that must be a, a painful life. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, I, it was actually one of the most sort of beautiful experiences i've had at that match because oh not only not only did i have this man who's come from another country that i can speak to in his language which um alone is just a really warming moment um 
Yeah. Also, on the way to drop my bag off at the baggage reclaim before the match, I ended up in a conversation with um, a Norwegian man who was with his family and a South Korean man who was with his son. And it, like, it was one of those moments where actually if you take a step outside of the moment that you're in, and you take a step out of the side of just you being there and like talk like talking to these people it's three people who have come from completely different backgrounds completely mm-hmm. different cultures all in this line complaining about how much it costs and the fact that we have to drop it off at all but also just being there and enjoying this thing that we have in common despite coming from different parts of the planet which is awesome it's so cool and very humbling isn't it yeah it it makes you feel it makes you feel small not in a in a negative way but in a sort of um like i'm a piece of something like i'm i'm yeah i'm this tiny cog in or cogging the machines is a little bit robotic for what I'm trying to describe, but it makes you feel like you're part of a greater thing. And that that's the greater um, good. The, the greater good. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you caught that. <laughs> Yarp. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was it was a really beautiful moment. And I think um uh, I mean that's part of why I love football. It's like I'm not a massive football lad who's going to go and start fights and smash like beer glasses outside of Wembley. Um, yeah, you're definitely not but, one of those. No, no, I, I actually have a season ticket to Spurs women this year because I wanted a football experience that didn't involve hooliganism. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean that's a, an awesome experience in itself. Um, but the the fact that football brings people together, and that's what, uh, like, ultimately, there's a lot of controversy around the World Cup that's coming up. Um, yes, I've got colleagues who yeah. have said that they are boycotting it for that reason. Yeah. However, and and while that is all completely valid, and I I'm in complete agreement that it it shouldn't be in Qatar. I'm like that's every. I mean, even Sepp Blatter, who was at the centre of the whole corruption thing, has turned around mm. and said it shouldn't be in Qatar. <laughs> um, it's it's a ludicrous decision. Um, but um, I I find that regardless, even though the the stadiums won't be packed because it's far too expensive, um, that there won't be the same i mean i i read an article by gabby logan on the bbc website today um about how she's covered every world cup since 1998 which is the year i was born i was, I was actually born um when <laughs> i was born when scotland were playing brazil and my dad always reminds me of it and i don't like if that <laughs> doesn't say that i was raised with football i don't know what will um, <laughs> nice, but uh, yeah, she said she'd been covering every World Cup, but this one there just wasn't the excitement around it um, mm. for her. 
and I, I completely agree with that because every other well, one it feels like this. Sorry, go on. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, yeah, so much around the World Cup. I mean, I, I'm not a football fanatic, but I'm sort of like a fair weather. Oh, yeah, I'll watch if England are playing and take like vague notice of the World Cup kind of thing. But like, it's always been associated with, yeah, it's summer. There's a good vibe. Let's go to the pub. Let's go in the beer garden. It's being hosted in a nation that isn't, you know, ruining everybody's human rights etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah so yeah in and, and and it's just the wrong time of year to gear up for a world cup that's what summer's for almost so yeah, yeah it, is, it is a bit of a different feeling isn't it 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 definitely is and i, I mean i suppose this must be what it feels like for the aussies um potentially <laughs> although they probably associate it with winter um mm. but i feel like I feel like um, often th th there's like even the crowds at the event, like when it was in Brazil or or South Africa um, or Germany before that, there was this huge buzz around it because there was so much, there was so much excitement, and now yeah. even though there's not the excitement there. And this just comes back to what I was saying about football in general. Even though there won't be the packed stadiums and there will be boycotts and there is less excitement around it, there will still be millions of people on that final game in December who will be oh. watching. And even if their nation isn't involved, they will be watching that game. And I think yeah. that is that that is the amazing thing about football and and like I, I it is just a massive shame about it being in Qatar honestly um yeah. and I mean it's great for the Qataris like but it's it's ultimately it's not going to be your average everyday um Qatari person that's going to be going there it's going to be the richer ones yeah. and I mean Qatar is a rich nation, but it's it's not where you want an event like this to be held. No, well, we'll see what happens on Sunday when it all wait for it kicks off. <laughs> way, <laughs> thank you very much. Now, listen, Sam. We had sorry, <laughs> we had a listener earlier who has now departed. But one of the things about stereo is that mm. listeners can leave voice notes right okay so we had a listener called mel um who mm -hmm. i i don't know who that is i think it's a friendly stranger or i hope she's friendly depends what her voice note says uh but she's <laughs> left a voice note and it might have been in relation to a topic we were talking about earlier because she left it some minutes ago um okay so should we play it and see what she has to say on our, our dear yeah, listener absolutely. okay here we go so i decided to study italian in college just because it was a beautiful language, I had no practical application. I live in Los Angeles, California. And then I decided to study it a little more seriously and I thought it was great. And then I went to Rome and found out how very ungreat I am. People in Italy don't talk like your professor or any of the videos they make you listen to. Yeah, yeah, I felt like shit. I was still pretty good though. They were still pretty impressed that I was American and could get by. But yeah, it was shit. 
<laughs> I relate to that so much. I relate to that yeah, so much. Yeah, because people, yeah, that conversational, uh, you know, when in Rome kind of thing, yeah, must be completely mm-hmm. different to what Duolingo oh, absolutely. Said. I mean, I, I have uh, a absolutely gorgeous Italian friend, both inside and out, um, called Alessandra. And she lives just outside of oh. Milan, doesn't speak a word oh, of English. Yeah. No, you think Alessandra's cool. The short name is Zandra with an X. Like, oh, she is just very cool. Um, yeah. And um, she actually came over to Canterbury because Canterbury seems to be quite a hot destination for Italians when coming to the UK. Um, and I think she came Canterbury's over. It's a hot place for uh, all sorts of foreign students, actually. Well, the, the thing like is, she's not a student. She, she's she was just a tourist um wow. yeah and um she brought over like her, i think her brother and some of her other friends um and i was sitting in a group with them and trying to keep up while they speak italian was it was like trying to do a sudoku backwards if you can it was <laughs> it was ridiculous it was trying to it's felt i mean it it was like they were speaking another language funnily enough um <laughs> but like the and they i actually googled this afterwards because they say like oh everyone sound like every language sounds faster if you don't know it like that that's the sort of um expectation but italians on top of that also actually say more syllables per minute than any other language Oh, really? That's a good stat. Yeah. So I think it was any other language. I'm going to put a little asterisk on that. But... um, Fact check. (laughs) Fact check me. (laughs) Call me out. Um, (laughs) But, like, they they speak quicker than a fluent English person. Um, And so not only am I trying to play catch-up anyway, because of the Italian. I'm also trying to play catch up just on a general level of sentience that they seem to have and I don't. Um, and it's what's also quite interesting is how, um, well, at least from some of the Italians that I've spoken to, they'll point out that I have an English accent when I speak Italian. And Well, you can't really help that, can you? I, I can't help it, but it's it's also interesting how many Italians that I've spoken to want to have an English accent when they speak English. Mm. Um, because the, and they, they mean a British accent, not an American one, which is also interesting because I think quite often English speakers will go towards American just because there's so much more American media and all of that. Um, Whereas but if... everyone knows British accents are far more sophisticated. Yes. I probably absolutely. shouldn't say that. That would probably offend somebody somewhere. <laughs> well, like... I mean, there's a, re- there's a reason Brits always play the bad guys in films. We're, we make yep. excellent bad guys. That is that is true. And, I, and also, me making that comment, I mean, my my listenership is very, very narrow. Although... 
when I was looking at my podcast stats uh, shortly after I did my last podcast, which was nearly six months ago. I don't know where the wow. time's gone. Um, apparently, I have a listener in New Zealand, one in Thailand, and one in Sweden. Amazing. See, that's so, so cool, though. That's so how- cool. <laughs> We're going international, Sam, and you're coming along for the ride. How do you feel about it? I mean, I am always down for that. I'm always down for that. <laughs> Have you been I, uh, involved in people's podcasts before? I have not. This is my first. What did so, I tell you about the podcast before I sent you off to listen to it? Well, um, that sounds like I forced you to listen to it. You involuntarily <laughs> before to you it, forced <laughs> the headphones onto my head and sealed them there with duct tape. Um, you, so if you no, don't you, listen to this, it's a disciplinary <laughs> matter. <laughs> it's a written <laughs> warning. Um, yeah. <laughs> no um it i i mean honestly i think all you really mentioned was it was just you i mean it's called life and other bollocks so it was sort of yeah that gave a very good <laughs> um peephole into what uh sort of content you produced um <laughs> bollocks yeah. being the operative word yeah <laughs> So yeah, I think you could almost start like a, a vlogging channel called Bollocks and Other Life and see how <laughs> that goes. Oh, well, thank you for being a supporter. Um, what what did you, what was the first episode you listened to? Did you listen to them in was, order or did you sort of pick one? No, out? I, I, I think I picked the most recent one at the time, which would have been um, with two of your school friends, which... I remember oh, yes. stating to you was the best possible episode I could have listened to as a first one because it was hilarious. Um, what? Oh, what did we even talk about in that one? I've completely... um, I mean, <laughs> the thing that sticks in my mind is how I believe one of your friends now, fiance and or husband, um, it was with you first. Oh god! And I, I remember sitting at my desk and hearing this, and just being like, "Oh my god! I didn't know how much I needed this. This is incredible." <laughs> oh, that is very, very kind. No, um, on, a, on a more wholesome note, um, I, I remember you talking uh, very uh, beautifully and eloquently about a certain trip to Iceland. Um, <laughs> Great trip. That's up there as one of the greats for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I really uh, remember the feeling of um, it was it felt like I was listening to like a really wholesome sitcom, if that makes any sense. Oh, it it was sort of like uh in my mind's eye, I I could like hear the sort of soft acoustic music and the the sort of magic around it which was that was just a really sweet moment when i was listening to that well that's incredible feedback um i'll share with you a little bit about how how i got started with this um Mm -hmm. this is this is a terrible thing to admit but you know how everybody virtually everybody says i hate listening uh to recordings of myself i hate hearing myself back i've always thought absolutely "I, i don't (laughs) <laughs> 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 <At all>. um, <laughs> which is awful 
people must use self-obsessed wanker like, who <laughs> likes the sound of their own voice well I, it's not it's not that i particularly like it i just don't cringe about it and i don't go yeah. oh is that what i sound like because supposedly people hear their own voice live differently to how it sounds recorded yeah and that's why everybody goes, oh how do i sound like that but i'm like yeah that is how i sound so maybe my brain's wired weirdly as to why the two sounds to me are <laughs> same but for me it's not cringeworthy um but maybe i'm just incredibly vain when it comes to my voice um i mean to be fair i'd say that's a privilege to like the sound of your own voice and recordings rather than a vanity no 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 not like just can tolerate well i mean i'd say that's a privilege as well but i am how did i I came across this app because oh, bollocks. I can't even remember why, but I came into it drunk once, and um, <laughs> incredible. Earlier versions of the app, you would uh, it would kind of match you with someone to start having a conversation, and I matched with this lovely young lady called Paloma, <laughs> who lives in the Dominican Republic, and I think she's still oh, wow. a follower. Actually. So the first two episodes of my podcast series are. Um, me and her talking, um, which I thought was you know, quite quite an interesting format. You know, oh, we're on different sides of the world and we're comparing life and blah, 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 blah. But then, I, and as great as she is, I think when I started talking to people that I actually knew, the flow was slightly better um, mm-hmm. and the new, the new format was born. Um, but I guess if I'm really brutally honest with myself, it's a bit of a vanity project. It's in the hope that it will entertain people that I no i'm not going to be like a world famous podcaster or anything yeah i I mean i i I wouldn't say that's a vanity project then because ultimately you're you're to me it sounds like you're doing it to make the people that you want to be happy happy you're doing something to to provide content and entertainment for them um oh what you've uh, got this fantastic gift sam of taking the negativity out of things and putting that positive spin on it so thank you for that i hadn't really considered it from that perspective well i mean i i think like i mean for one i've got a question just at the back of my mind that i'm gonna need to ask in a second but ultimately (laughs) like i i feel like it's far too easy to focus on the negative and especially when we're talking about ourselves mm. like i've got a hugely self-deprecating sense of humor um yeah which is fantastic to me and horrendous to others um but mm. it, it's like i i feel like when like everything we do and i i feel like it because I I am somebody who's been made to feel like I'm a bad person mm. for for one reason or another. Um, but actually, if no matter what you do, if your ultimate intention is good, and if you're ultimately trying your best to good back into the world be it through kindness or 
bringing in cakes for everyone at work like a certain somebody did <laughs> um, or making a podcast ultimately that there is nothing negative like you, you can choose to take something negative from it but the actual meaning behind it is only positive what a great outlook you have on the world <laughs> such a wise head on such young shoulders incredible uh, well, they I do say I'm 24 going on 73, so <laughs> yes. close enough. I mean, I was in bed at half eight, so I think that tells you all you need to know. <laughs> that, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not even in bed. And remember, we've got a 12-year age gap, mate. The, the Gemini is born in the year of the tiger. Mm-hmm. Indeed. <laughs> well, did you, um, what was your question? I'm intrigued. My now. question was, have you ever thought of doing a podcast drunk? I well, there is recordings of drunk conversations on stereo exist, but I have never published them because they're so incredible. <laughs> I mean, maybe one day it could surface, but mm, I don't know. I but also I, I don't really drink that much anymore. No, either. no. Um, I don't know. Maybe a <laughs> maybe an exception on New Year's Eve or something. <laughs> hey guys, you're live on the podcast. Happy New Year! <laughs> yeah, it's 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 something to consider. Perhaps you I... could record one from the Christmas party. I mean, I don't. Oh my god! Could you imagine? Could you imagine that'd be that'd be so funny? I mean, to be fair, half the. <laughs> Half the crowd would not be responsive for one substance or another. Um, hmm. so, uh, but no, I, as as a sober person who has spent a lot of time around drunks, um, it is fantastic. Honestly, mo like I, I know a lot of people say drunk people are really boring, mm. but that's because. But if you add a sober person in to guide the d direction of the conversation mm. it's incredible it's beautiful uh, and also you get people just telling you i've had people that i've like spent maybe half an hour with before the night out i was on mm. confessing their entire like emotional situation to me which for one, I find really like wholesome that even uh, even though they're drunk, they're trusting me with that. But also, just <laughs> experiencing all of this human energy that's just like mm. pinging around because you've got. <laughs> so, I, I I'm I've always been a sober bean, um, in, including other substances. Um, mm. And um, I have previously had it, and this is a little bit more than drunk. And while this would be hilarious on a podcast, I also wouldn't suggest it or condone it. Um, <laughs> Mr. FBI man, who's clearly listening. Um, yeah. Uh, I've trips at two people who were... Um, very high on 
a certain MDMA. Oh, God. Um, which, which is, if if any like if you've ever been to a festival, then you end up being used to it. Um, because <laughs> I have not. You'll be shocked to learn. I have never you been to a festival. No, I'm too old and shit now for things like that. That's that's a lie. That is a lie. Stop that. Stop. Hmm. You are <laughs> you are far <laughs> from too old for one, two. Thanks. You are so far from too old. My mum is sixty-one. That was close. Um, sixty-one. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Love you, mum. And she went to a festival in France. I be- I want to say five years ago now, which is still considerably older than you. Nice and. And not only was this a festival in France, it was also a festival in France. And she ended up stoned from the crowd because so many people were smoking weed, which I wow is incredible. So you are far, so far from too old for festivals. Um, can have stoned. I know, right? <laughs> incredible. Um, Go on, Mum. <laughs> Go on, Julie. Um, but anyway, I, I was trip. I was trip sitting these two people, just to rewind a little bit. Um, and one of them was having like a really sort of. You can't really have a mellow high on MDMA, from my understanding. But it, it's he just seemed relatively quiet. But he just wanted to talk. Meanwhile, the other person I was trip sitting wanted to dance and stroke everything. And being the trip sitter, <laughs> being being a trip sitter, I should explain for those who don't know, isn't about just sitting there and making sure people don't die. It's about enhancing their experience and making sure they have a good time. So it's wow. like um, buying in this specific instance for example i've i've had a lot i've had too many friends now i start talking about it who have been very into drugs um because i know far too much uh but so in the example of an mdma trip you want to have chewing gum on hand because their jaw starts going you want to yeah. have um orange juice to hand because if it gets too intense the vitamin C in the orange juice actually reduces it. Um, and th- there's there's so many different things to like make sure people are safe when they're doing it and providing a fun environment. Sense. Exactly. Yeah. But you also um, give, like you, you have one of those weird head scratcher thingies ready because that will feel really nice. Um, or you like stick pretty colors on a, tv screen because that will be really entertaining and you give them like things that have a really cool texture so then they and essentially because oh any um even caffeine and nicotine all they are is stimulants to the senses it's like Mm. five gum which was awful Mm. um but That just reminds you. Every time I, I just imagine the advert and how 
awful the gum actually was. But anyway, um, like ultimately, if you can enhance that even further than just what the substance is doing, mm. then that that makes it all worthwhile. Um, I had no idea that trip sitting was a thing, and also once you mentioned it, my immediate assumption was, as you described. Uh, th- that people would assume that it's making sure people don't die, and you know, babysitting people that are on drugs. Yeah, but it's actually, more of a more of a service than that. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, ultimately, you don't even the people that are getting high don't want to um, don't want you just to be sat there looking after them the entire time because ultimately that will kill their buzz because you're like. Yeah. Uh, ultimately if you worry too much i'm saying ultimately a lot it's ultimate um <laughs> as long as you're not just saying it is what it is on repeat <laughs> oi <laughs> no no <laughs> um low blow too low <laughs> no, no, that's, <laughs> that's my line um i know nah, it is what it is it's, um, it's up there with the, we are where we are oh really indeed. I thought we were over there um. <laughs> um, no but but you uh, they want you to have a good time as well so if you you just go out of your way to have a good time they'll end up having a good time as well um, there's actually mm. a YouTube channel which I think is shut down now not in terms of it's not available to watch I just think that they don't make any more videos but okay um it's called drug slab it's uh and i really recommend checking it out um hashtag not sponsored yeah (laughs) uh, so it's it's dutch um which Ah. is why it's drug slab um but there's english subtitles and everything um and it's this group um a bit like a sort of pop group they change members every so often but it's this group of um, young people, um, and they're all very drugs positive, but they're in a extremely controlled setting, and yeah. they just try, they try so many different types of drugs, um, and there's like medics on hand, and everything's all safe, um, and they try hallucinogens, uppers, downers, they, they tried helium balloons, like yeah helium balloons or nitrous gas or whatever it is at one point um and they explain why it works sort of the effects that you can expect the dangers the dosages all of this um Mm. and it's all legal all done legally sounds like a modern a very modern way to uh learn about drug culture because my previous education in drug culture was basically watching uh train spotting and human traffic <laughs> train spotting is incredible it is such a good film human traffic is as well that's that's one of uh, my oh. uh, coming of age kind of films uh, okay. i think you've uh, been born the year it came out or something horrific like that. i i think because train spotting was 99 wasn't it i want to say 96. 90, Transporting is 96. I mean, I that's. I'm I mean, quite certain of that, but I don't know why I'm so certain of that. 
that's oh impressive. I know I know why I'm so certain of that because you know um the main song from it Born Slippy by Underworld oh, yes. no Underworld by Born Slippy sorry that yeah. <laughs> I remember that song being in the charts when I was at primary school and it was the soundtrack to um a particularly traumatic ride that my friend Amy and I went on at uh, Dreamland in Margate in our youth it was one of those horrible <laughs> spaceships that sort of span upside down and oh, the no. safety wasn't great inside the ride and we were screaming and hating life and that song <laughs> the soundtrack to us being on the ride so and i yeah, suppose I, it being I, in train spotting is pretty fitting then yeah actually <laughs> so that that song yeah rem- that song and film remind me of that time of my life when i was forced against my will to go on that ride and then amy Amy did that to me again for her Hindu in 2014. <laughs> she said, right, Ange, you're the maid of honour, so you are coming on, uh, oh gosh, what's it called? Space Mountain. I said, I'm oh, going to you have to. You're the maid of honour and it's my request as the bride. Oh, shit. Okay, then. So um, after, what, 90 seconds of being absolutely convinced I was going to die, I survived, and the photo is obviously a proper treat. <laughs> oh my god, I I may have to get you to send me that because I am very curious now. Um, it was it's one of my greatest achievements surviving that ride. I really thought my heart might give out. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm glad you survived. Thanks. Congrats. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm so I'm so pleased to live to tell the tale. I'm, it's definitely going to get its own chapter in my memoir when I come around to writing it. Oh, I will absolutely need to read this. I feel <laughs> like oh, thanks, mate. You, you just yeah, I don't know. You strike me as a person that will experience like the wacky and awesome things that a lot of people don't get to experience. If that makes Aww. sense. Well, I think, I don't think my life has been completely ridiculously wacky, but I would say, I mean, this is of course subjective, but I think it's reasonably interesting. I do like to kind of make a story out of an event, like tell a story and try and make it a bit more entertaining than it actually was. Um, Sometimes in the form of poetry. Did you know I have started to dabble in poetry? I did not. I did not. Ooh. Well, what, there's a which, which format do you go for? Shameless plug, shameless plug. Um, shameless. What format? Uh, I, yeah. I, I like a haiku here and there. Oh, um, very nice. Yeah, but they're um, they're just quite silly haikus, really. And um, I don't see. I'm not a proper poet because I don't know the literary terms for such things. But just poems that you know. Um, a B C B rhyming scheme, okay. if that's the right yeah. description. Um, but if you go on, see shameless plug hashtag shameless plug. Um, <laughs> if you go onto Instagram and look at uh, Poetry Corner in Residence, you will see uh, a couple of my poems. One is about the death of Her Majesty. Uh, one is about being lazy, which uh, you <laughs> you alluded to being quite <laughs> earlier on. So that Absolutely. might appeal to you. Um, talking of shameless plugs, what we are going to have to do, Sam, because as much as I love talking to you, I have a bit of a rough time limit on 
length of episodes and we are sure. on one hour 15 which is incredible going i would love to talk to you for longer and invite you back for another podcast sometime soon are you game absolutely i'm always would down nice and would you also be up for some sort of i, I wanted to say the company reunion but it's not quite like that because I'm, I'm not the only one that's left but um maybe you and me and some others could just catch up go for drinks oh, or something definitely. always yeah no I've, I've i've actually um been invited by uh certain people to go to one already so i'm always down for for that um Excellent. as well i'm glad to hear things are more sociable now because it kind of well, I mean, it's mainly it. people that have left. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. All the social activities, I'm all over it. Um, so we are going to sign off now, but not before another shameless plug. I have a uh, a website that where you can basically buy me a coffee. And this isn't a message to you, Sam. I don't expect you to buy me a coffee. But <laughs> if, if there are any listeners out there, with a couple of quid, want to buy me a coffee? Well, it's it's about buying me a coffee and a small, tiny, tiny contribution to the running costs of the podcast. Which, you know, using stereo is free, but um, yeah, I haven't I have an RSS feed that I upload the podcast to, and then that sends it out to Spotify and Podcast Link and all that sort of stuff. So mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't cost very much, but if if anybody is interested and you know. How much do you love me, people? Um, it's... That's a brave question on the internet. <laughs> I know that there are mm, there might be some listeners who are listening out of spite, going, "I fucking." Don't <laughs> well, those people don't know where I live now, so ha ha. But um, yeah, so the address is it's coffee. Apparently, it's pronounced coffee, but it's spelled K O hyphen F I coffee forward slash andrea bowman so that is my rss feed i may also if there are any kind donations they can go towards dreamies for the cats because you know That's they are having adorable. to deal with the cost of living austerity household that is my flat currently so um there you go yeah. that's my shameless plug sam have you got anything to promote i i, I mean i don't have any social media or anything so Oh Christ! Yeah, you don't, do you? I'd forgot yeah, that. I'm, Sorry. I'm, I'm a, a nomad hermit person, so. Um, oh me! For all your love just, of tech as well. I know, right? It's, it's. Uh, my life is a contradiction, and I feel like but, that's the <laughs> that's the title of my memoir. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I suppose I can plug that. My memoir, my life is a contradiction, <laughs> coming out in 2050. Thank you. Nice. And where can we send PayPal? PayPal donations? Do you take PayPal? I, I, I actually, because of a certain past person, I oh. have not got a PayPal account anymore. <laughs> oh no! Why? Oh, I had to bring it round to that individual. It's Sorry. it's hilarious. No, 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 no. <laughs> you were meant to know. I um no. It's uh no. I I. My payment has been being here. I have uh, very much enjoyed this. So, um, me too. Yeah. As Bob Hoskins said, was it Bob Hoskins in the old BT adverts? It's good to talk. Absolutely.
<laughs> You're thinking what BT advert? What are you want to <laughs> I I know Bob Hoskins. I don't know the advert. <laughs> ah, look it up on YouTube. You look that up, and I'll I look shall. up um, Drog Slab. Yeah, deal. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> cool, Sam. I'll let you go. It's it's um it's bedtime now. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for so thank you so much for being part of it, and we will catch up um in a non public way very soon as well absolutely absolutely thank you very much for having me awesome you're very welcome take it easy okay bye bye